Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim target seeking Christ. For those who are tuning in with me for the first time, I'm covering a series entitled Sufficiently Secure, Supernaturally Saved, Single, Satisfied, and Set Apart. This is a six day Bible study podcast series where I'm taking the time to encourage individuals, primarily singles but not exclusively singles because everyone can reap the benefits of hearing God's word and applying God's word to every area and aspect of their life. But my aim in completing this Bible plan years ago was to encourage individuals to realize that singleness is not a disease. And I've experienced this, and I'm pretty sure all listeners have experienced this, where you've been around the wrong people, at the wrong time, listening to the wrong voices, the wrong programs, and then that stuff starts to seep into your mind, your thoughts, your actions, and instead of focusing on what God says about you, one begins focusing on the wrong things, and they temporarily fall into a trap, and they think that they're suffering from something. Now, if you are single and this happens, Somebody could be thinking, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me. You know, I'm single. I'm suffering from this life-threatening disease of singleness. And I've got it and no one else has it. And that's not true. And then you have some people who feel like, oh man, I'm single and I just feel like I'm an alien because people look at me like I don't belong, like I'm a part of some foreign country or some different nation or a different kingdom. Guess what? You don't belong. And I'm here to tell you, if you are living a life of God-honoring integrity, if you are a determined follower of Jesus Christ, if you are living contrary to the world's way, the world's standard, guess what? You're an alien, okay? And I'm not saying that disrespectfully. I'm saying that respectfully. Okay, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Let me break that down to you of what I mean. By you, a single, no matter if you are divorced, widowed, content in your singleness, or if you're waiting on God's best in a God-honoring marriage one day, as a single, as an individual human being, by living your life according to God's kingdom, God's ways, God's will for your life, and if you're living according to God's word, you are not of this world. Now, you live in the world, but your mindset is not programmed to do what the world is doing. And by you not following the crowd, succumbing to negative peer pressure, then some people will look at you as if you are some extraterrestrial being. You'll find people looking at you and treating you as if you are an alien. Like old boy Mac from Mac and Me or E.T. Just because you choose to do what is outside of the norm, which is living a content life in Jesus Christ. And it's amazing how that bothers some people. Some people get angry because you aim to live a life honoring God no matter what season of life you are in. For example, somebody could be divorced and they choose to do things God's way. 
They're not playing around with people. They're not aiming to fill relational voids by getting into situations that are not fruitful. They're leaving people all the way alone. They're working on their relationship with Christ. And if they have children, they're focused on raising their children. And although they deal with the hurt and the pain, they are taking life one day at a time. And then what happens is a change occurs within them. And then outsiders can see the change. And then what happens is some people will go to the divorced person and say, hey, you you need to do X, Y, and Z. And they feel like they have a problem because they're content in seeking Christ. Or it could be a situation where someone is widowed and they're doing the same thing. They're living a God-honoring life. They're not jumping into relationships and they're just not trying to jump from people just to fill relational voids. And they realize, okay, this is my time to grieve. Let me see what God is doing in my life. I'm going to take my time. And if I choose to be with someone else or if I choose to be single, I'm cool with it. But then you have some people who will look at that person and respond to them like they lost their mind. Like, what's wrong with you? You need to do X, Y, and Z. You need to do this. Or let's say you're a single parent or you know someone who's a single parent. And they realize, okay, (laughs) what I was doing, it doesn't work. So let me stop doing that. Let me live a God-honoring life. I don't care how long it takes. And although my friends and family know me to be one way, or they knew of me to be one way, I'm switching this whole situation up. I need a better result. So let me leave all that stuff in the past alone. Let me trust God and live for God and work on my relationship with Him. And then when the right person comes along, then... I will get into that relationship. But until then, it's about me. It's about God. It's about Jesus. It's about my children. It's about my job and the goals I need to achieve. But you have some people who will look at that single parent as if they're crazy. Or you have the person who is single waiting on God's best. People will look at them like they're absolutely crazy. And what's sad about the single person waiting on God's best, because in actuality, all the examples I gave, they're singles waiting on God's best, whether they want to be married or not. But the things that people say are absolutely cruel. They're hurtful, disrespectful. But one thing you want to remember is when a person says those types of things to you, whatever they are, because you know what they are, um, I know what they are, And if you used to be a person saying that kind of stuff to people, you know what it is. But it's a representation of what people believe about themselves and they project it on someone. Because they can't understand, how are you content? Because I was insecure. How are you okay? Because I wasn't. Let me say this stuff to bash you. Some people do that. Not everybody, but some people. That's why you have to seek Christ so when that stuff happens... You know how to counter it. And the other example I want to give is a person who is single. And they're not even trying to be married. They are okay with being single. They're not playing games with people. They aren't pretending to be one way and living a lie. They are cool with just companionship. They are okay. Okay, they are focused on their goals and what God has placed in front of them. 
they're pursuing that. Well, some people will look at that person who is content on being single like they have a problem. And then some people get to the point where they want to try to fix what's not broken. They want to fix this person because they think, man, singleness is a disease and I have to heal you, man. I have to fix it. And the crazy thing is some people who see a single person, they think that they're broken, so they have to fix them. But the thing is, they're broken every area of their life, but they want to fix you. And this is just not in singleness. There are some married people who look at another married person or a married couple and what they see on the outside, they make it up in their mind where, you know, I got to help you, man. I got to I gotta fix your problems. I got to, man. So they start prescribing all these solutions for issues that the married person never disclosed to that person. But they got to fix them. But if you follow them, their married self, to their house, everything is jacked up. Every, their life is jacked up. Their kids are jacked up. The goldfish and the dog are jacked up. All of them have problems, but they want to try to fix you. Got to be careful of this stuff like that, but let me go ahead and get back to encouraging you. John, the 15th chapter in the 19th verse states, If you were of the world, the world will love you as its own. But because you are not of the world... But I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So, going back to how I started from the beginning, don't be surprised when you are single and you're living a life of God-honoring integrity and honesty, and even if you're married and you're living a life of God-honoring integrity. Don't be surprised when people talk down on you, they look at you like an alien, or they treat you as if you're crazy. Your aim is to keep doing the right thing, even though the wrong people are trying to influence you otherwise. That's your goal. That's your aim. Your aim is to continuously seek Jesus Christ because there are some people who are not content in where they are relational-wise, and they begin seeking the wrong things. And when I say seek, I'm saying they are on the search. They are on the hunt. They are trying to discover or find something or somebody to feel a desire of what they want to achieve. And that could be from being promoted from singleness to marriage. But if you are seeking the wrong things in the wrong people, then you will have a major dangerous issue on your hand. You have some people seeking and searching for distractions to temporarily fill the voids in their life because they viewed singleness as a problem instead of a powerful advantage. You have some people, they seek status in a relationship to temporarily make them feel as if they are successful. They don't realize that as an individual, they are blessed and another person is a compliment to them. It's not a replacement. You have some people who seek a relationship so they can post pictures on social media. So they can type in the post, I'm with Bay, with Boo, with the love of my life. That's all good if it's true. 
But you have some people settling, writing stuff that they really don't mean, just to fill a void. Then you have some people who text, without them, without Bay, I'd be nothing. What? Don't say that lie. Without Christ, you'd be nothing. Don't proclaim that stuff. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Because whether the relationship ends or what, you're going to be okay if you have Christ. You're not going to be okay if you're seeking the wrong thing and the wrong person. You have some people seeking a relationship out of God's timing to temporarily feel their insecurities, rejections, voids, and them not being good enough. They have these thoughts that race through their mind, that they're less than, and all this type of stuff. And they don't realize that if somebody gets into a relationship with the wrong person, and they already have an identity crisis, it will be damaging for the person and the person that they're going to get involved with. It's going to be more issues that come about. That's why it's important to boldly take steps for self-improvement, recovery, and confidence in Christ because you have to reject the negativity and possess the promises of Christ. See, what happens when one seeks the wrong thing instead of seeking Christ? A person can focus heavily on what they think they want and then distractions are clothed in desires and then they're presented before them. So in actuality, it's an illusion. And if somebody's hungry, they will go after the wrong, or they're tired. Hungry, tired, weary. They will go after the wrong thing. Or they'll consume something that is potentially hazardous, dangerous, or fatal. That's why our goal no matter what relational status we are in, single, married, widowed, divorced, whatever, we have to seek Christ. We must seek Christ in every season. We have to do that because God will reveal some things and some truths to us that will propel us forward. Because you need to remember, as well as myself, no matter what we're seeking, if you seek the wrong thing, it has a consequence. And when you seek a positive thing, the positive things of Christ, that has a consequence also. And whether you are seeking Christ or you're seeking the wrong things, something or someone is seeking you too. First Peter, the fifth chapter in the eighth verse states that we need to stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking seeking for someone to devour. Satan is looking for someone to distract and get them away from God's plan for their life. And if one is seeking after the wrong things, they can get caught up and get away from seeking Christ and be drawn to the illusion of what they think something is. And then they find out later what something isn't. Only to realize what they had is out of their grasp because they were seeking the wrong thing. And Satan has a way of making dirt look like gold. But if you're seeking Christ daily, you'll be able to see that dirt that's presented to you. Like, oh, get that trash out of my face. That's dirt. <laughs> that is not gold. You can't fool me. Get out of my face. And then Satan has to flee. But you only get to that point where you can speak in boldness and See things for what they really are by seeking Christ and not allowing a false prophet, a fake 
phony, fraud, individual proclaim future events about your life and where God is taking you and what you need to do. And then you find out later that person who was talking all that, they don't even have a relationship with God whatsoever. They don't even know who God is. But they have the audacity to tell you what you need to do, where you need to go, how you need to get there. Mm-mm. Now, Matthew, the seventh chapter and the 15th verse plainly states, be on your guard against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravaging wolves. The goal and the aim is to continuously seek Christ because you have some people who are seeking to distract you and get you away from your contentment in Jesus Christ. And they're trying to get you away from just living a life of peace as you wait for God's best. That's why you have to be careful. And that's why you hear me say consistently, pray to God for wisdom, ask the Lord for revelation, knowledge, understanding, and interpretation. You hear me saying, hey, read the word of God for yourself because life is not a game. All of this bleeds over into every area and aspect of our lives because Satan is seeking to devour you. He's seeking to devour me. He's seeking to take us out, to stop our progress, to stop the call of God on our lives. He's seeking to end quality, God-honoring relationships. He's seeking to get you and me distracted with the wrong people and the wrong things and to make us feel less than, whether it is in a relationship, our job, our family, our goals, at school, any relationship. He's trying to make you feel like you are nothing and that you can do nothing. In scripture, John, the 10th chapter and the 10th verse states, the thief, the thief is Satan. He comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus, he's come that we may have life and have it to the full. So it's already been identified what Satan is about. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy your dreams. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy your quality relationships. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy and get you distracted with the wrong people and the wrong things. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy and make you feel like you can't do anything and you need to do everything outside of God to be successful. He's seeking to steal, kill, and destroy your relationship with God. He's seeking to kill, steal, and destroy your relationship with Jesus Christ. He's seeking to steal, kill, and destroy your prayer life, your Bible study life. Anything good in anything of God, and you know the things God has sent you. You know the people God has placed in your life that only God could do, you could do on your own. You know that, and Satan wants to destroy that. He wants to destroy your future, your family. And that's why you have to be on guard. That's why you hear me, hey, pray, read your Bible, um, ask God for wisdom, ask him for discernment, because life is not a game. It's not a game at all, especially meeting people and people do you dirty, who you thought was your friends, and you thought y'all be together to the end, and they let you know, oh, no, it's over. I was only using you. So remember, Satan is seeking to stop all of that, all that good that's on the inside of you. He's seeking to stop that because you are a threat. Because you have God the Father, 
God the Son, Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit in you, fighting your battles as you influence others and you live a life of God-honoring integrity, determined to follow Jesus Christ. So aim to seek Christ at all times, in all seasons, and aim to seek Christ in every relational status you find yourself in. And Matthew, the sixth chapter in the 33rd verse states, to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So, in your singleness, seek Christ. As a married person, seek Christ. If you feel lost, that's all good to talk to people, but seek Christ. So then he will direct you to the right people to vent to. And then you won't find yourself talking to some insecure simp who can't relate to you. And they won't relate to you, and they can't even spare relate. That's why you have to seek God. And then if you're experiencing hurt, heartache, and pain, and regret, seek Christ. And he'll direct you and guide you on what you need to do, even if it's unusual. Whatever you're going through, seek Christ. Go straight to God first and seek him for the right people to converse with, when to share information, what to do with the information you receive, and then the steps to take. Now, it's a work in progress. It's not easy. But our aim is to seek God first in everything because there are benefits to seeking Christ no matter if it's in your personal life, your friendships, your God-honoring relationships and connections, your business practices, your work practices, your school, school functions, social functions, families, church, and the list goes on. But remember, seeking Christ is not just, oh, I prayed, I'm done. No, that's not seeking Christ. Seeking Christ requires daily communication with Him, prayer, Getting away from the distractions, getting away from the telephone, getting away from people, getting away from your family, and going to pray by yourself. It's good to pray with your family. It's good to pray with your friends, but you still need that one-on-one time with God because the more you spend time with Him alone, the more you know Him. It's just like a relationship. Seeking Christ requires daily time with Him in prayer and reading His Word so you can know about Him. Seeking Christ requires daily alignment adjustments in our actions, emotions, and behaviors. Seeking Christ requires us to actively aim in keeping in step with the Holy Spirit so that our targeted actions, thoughts, and deeds please our Heavenly Father. Seeking Christ requires time, consistency, focus, diligence, sacrifice, and determination. Seeking God is a lifetime pursuit of constant progression and action. If you are single, singleness is an opportunity for one to maximize their time seeking God because there are so many daily distractions and those distractions could be positive or negative. And with so many distractions in the world today, paired with the pressures from family, friends, and individuals who possibly mean no harm, you can get caught up seeking after the wrong priorities and chasing and seeking after the wrong things will cause you to find yourself in a cycle believing that you could obtain these things, which could be your desires, your goals, or whatever. You find yourself trying to achieve something outside of what God commands. That's why it is of extreme importance to seek God while you wait for your desires, your hopes, and dreams to manifest and come to fruition. When we seek God constantly, And consistently, wisdom, 
understanding, discernment, and revelation will kick in. And with spiritual eyes, we all will be able to see what relationships we need to pursue and what relationships we need to leave all the way alone and run from and avoid. Okay, and a scripture I want to leave you with is Matthew, the sixth chapter in the 33rd verse, which states, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And guess what? You already know why I chose this scripture, you know? So let's just aim to do that, all right? Thanks for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download the sufficiently secure supernaturally saved, single, satisfied, and set-apart devotional. On the site, you can order inspirational apparel, and you have the option to connect with me on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. And another way to connect with me is on the YouVersion Bible app, where you can subscribe and complete a variety of Bible plans individually or collectively with your friends, your co-workers, and family. Remain encouraged as God strengthens you to be sufficiently secure in who you are. Thank him that he supernaturally saved you. Praise God that he's keeping you. Praise God that he's satisfying you and setting you apart for great things in your life. Enjoy your day. Peace and God bless.